0: And welcome to another episode of the O3C podcast, coming to you from O3C Games. I'm Jonathan Dunn, I love video games, and I'm so happy to be joined by Chris Dow, Scampy Fries and Cheese Moments. And we're just going to talk about why we love video games, and the video games we're playing, sort of stuff. Oh. Announcement, announcement. Good morrow listeners, as we are heading fast towards the end of this series we thought we'd give you a bit of an update of what's happening next. Next week we will be giving you our playdate ranking special where we're going to give you the full rundown of where the entire first season of games rank among their peers. We'll also be attempting to rank as many of the catalogue games as well that we've played and also hand out some special awards for some games that have been outstanding in various ways. Then we are going to take a little bit of a break whilst we recharge our batteries and plot what we want to do next with the podcast. But in the meantime, there will be many ways to keep engaged with us, starting with the brand new O3C newsletter, which we'll be sending out weekly during this break period and and potentially beyond, with updates on what we've been playing, pulling out some highlights from our archive and there'll also be ways for you to feed into what goes out in those newsletters as well as we'll be featuring some of your top 10 lists, your thoughts and opinions on various games, your pets, all sorts. (laughs) So if you want to get involved with all of that fun head to our website and sign up for our newsletter right on the homepage o3c.games and make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. We are at O3C Games on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Search for us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel and you'll be able to stay up to date with everything. And you can chat to us on social media too. So, you know, keep the conversations going, please. If you want to stay even closer in touch with us and fill the little hole in your lives left by the weekly episodes of the show, then why not whack a quick subscription down on Patreon or chuck us a one-off donation via PayPal, o3c.games support to find the links, or you could go direct to patreon.com o3cgames. Why would you pledge support to a show taking a break? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> I shall tell you these reasons three. One, you'll be able to join us in the Patreon-exclusive Discord server and chat with us and the other Patreons and guests and donors. It's, it's just a lovely place to be and celebrate all things gaming and beyond. Number two, by becoming a Patreon subscriber, you'll also unlock so much bonus content that you will surely fill the void until we return. There are loads of full exclusive bonus episodes, like listen to one of those a week and you'll, I mean that's months, months of content right there. There's also deleted scenes and outtakes and bonus videos and loads of other stuff. And number three, pledging support to us and helping us to sustain the show whilst we take a break is absolutely key to us being able to retain some momentum and pick the show back up again as soon as we can so even if it's just a little bit it will all help us get back to you even quicker but now on with this week's what are you playing update episode that was my best impression that was good i'll put the real thing now what are you buying what are you playing so, there we go. Oh, I mean, I can't believe we're we're so far through this season. Like we've done all the playdate games. Well, obviously not all the playdate games, but you Close know, to.
1: we've done a lot of playdate <laughs> games, you know.
0: I don't know another podcast that's played as many playdate games as us apart from probably the Playdate podcast, but who knows? Who knows? They haven't done an update since Recommendation Dog and Real Steel came out, which we covered last week, and we've also been covering loads of catalog games that we've been playing along the way. Oh, I'm so excited to rank them all and go through all of that next week. It's going to be oh, it's going to be absolutely great. But this week is not about that. This week, we're just going to catch each other up on what we've been playing. And I'll tell you now, all I've played this week is Zelda. <laughs> Actually, not quite true. I have continued to play Tomb Raider Reloaded, my mobile course, game. Still haven't paid into it because I'm playing the Netflix version and I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I'm doing the daily tasks. It's fairly mindless and it's all right. It's fine. It's good. In fact, I like it. I've also finished all of the new content that came out in the Bloom update when it was released on the catalogue, on the Playdate. Oh, fantastic. Mm. You're ahead of me
1: now. You've overtaken me. You've yeah. Leapfrogged beyond my own progress.
0: They've spaced the content out so that you will sometimes go two or three days without an update whilst you're just growing flowers to try and, like, increase your revenue to pay off a new final, final, final instalment of one billion yen. LAUGHTER very costly for a roof garden, isn't it? It is. It is. But I don't have any first-hand experience of roof gardens, of yen, or of what life in Japan is really like, to be honest. I hear it is actually quite costly. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but that's been great. That's been really nice to to play all the new content. And uh, I'm not sure if the guys are going to do more updates. Like I sort of floated the idea the other week of doing, like, I don't know, a, a bit of additional content every few months and sort of serialise the instalments of, of what's happening in these guys' lives. But... I think they do say that they are working on new Playdate games and I'm as excited. I'm as excited to get brand new stuff as I would be to get just updates to Bloom. So yes, I'm looking forward, looking
1: forward to whatever RNG Party do next. Big fan, big fan. I really hope that they have found at least a small level of success with Bloom Mm. because obviously it's a captive market. It's a smaller market. You know the play date doesn't have as big an install base as steam (laughs) kind of thing but visibility wise they've been front and center of a lot of promotional material now Mm. they were there day one on the catalog they've got eyes on them and i just really hope that has translated to sales for them as well because it's a wonderful game and i'm sure we will extol more of its virtues again next week absolutely absolutely before we talk about Zelda, which we are going to do liberally <laughs> course, have you course. have you played anything else this week that you want to talk about I have I've segmented my list this week of my notes to say not to Zelda and Zelda in big bold letters I mean that's basically how you can classify anything it <laughs> You're absolutely right. Everything
0: in existence either is or is not Zelda.
1: So it's a long list. Yeah. Uh, Currently, you know, I've been adding to it (laughs) daily, (laughs) hourly, by the minute, to be honest. I keep just spotting things around the room. No, I did mention the other week that I would make good on just mentioning Shadows of the Damned that I finished quite a while back now. Yes. But I did want to just say I had a pretty good time with it. But what was most impressive for me was that I ran it all via emulation on the Steam Deck. And I've tested a whole bunch of PlayStation 3 titles before using the emulator RPCS3 on the Steam Deck. But other than a couple of games like Chime that I've put a lot of time into because it's you know it's a puzzle game, I can play it just here and there. I hadn't really put any big games through their paces for more than like twenty minutes or so of yeah. each title. It was really just to boot it up. Oh, it looks like it's working, and then I'd do something else. And the issue with emulation, especially of big platforms like the PlayStation 3, even Emulation software that's pretty well established, it only takes one device call in game to be misinterpreted by the emulator, and you could just have a hard crash. Mm. And it can be quite hard to foresee that, because it's not like you can just speed run through the game in the background to see if it's gonna do it. You need to actually actively play through and essentially play test it against as if it were real hardware. But for a big budget, for the time at least, game like Shadow of the Damned, it ran pretty much locked 30 frames per second, start to finish, amazing, like and it. I had a good time with it. And it gives me real hope that if we do see a Steam Deck 2, say in a couple years, which I think is quite likely, or some sort of revision of the hardware, that could be about the time where we then have near fully compatible PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 emulation. You know, that could be within our grasp. And that's really exciting because that generation got a lot of subpar pc ports because consoles were very much the lead platforms for everyone at that time yeah and in some cases just non-existent ports so there's a lot of games that are just locked to that generation that you can't play unless you have a console or are attempting to emulate and for shadows of the dam the only real issue i had was during the game's closing cutscene, and it did crash there and it could have just been a one-off thing it could have been just you know one of those things that happens but it did mean i had to finish my playthrough watching a video on youtube on my phone <laughs> which was a bit of a damp <laughs> squib to finish and like i said possibly an isolated case so take the whole report with a pinch of salt if you ever wanted to try the game yourself but i liked it it was a decent time a bit more contemporaneously because obviously that was a good few weeks ago alongside zelda i have played a few other tiny bite sized games and i think for me at least my brain has needed to have just these little alternatives to Zelda sometimes to play when I only have a few minutes because otherwise I think Tears of the Kingdom might be a bit too all-consuming for me. If it's just there in the background at all times, I just need a break from time to time. And for me, I do also need to keep up my quota of playing and completing Tosh and Drek. yeah. Yeah, 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 I can't afford to take myself completely off the boil just bopping around Hyrule for six months (laughs) if I'm going to get through the games I want to get through. So first up is a platform game on the Switch. It is called Daily Daddish, and I've played through both Daddish and Daddish 2 to completion before. And I think I mentioned one of them years back on here, but it was a long time ago. And Daily Daddish is just a time attack reworking of the central game's platforming mechanics. And the way it works really nicely is that you are served up precisely one stage each real world day to compete on for a high score. And then there are four medal times to gun for as well if you don't want to engage with the leaderboard. But I've really enjoyed just booting it up, playing for 15 minutes, beating the star time, which is kind of the highest medal to get, and then just being able to set it aside for another 24 hours because there's nothing else to do. It's just like, oh, well, I'm done. In the same way you say you're playing daily runs of Team Raider Reloaded. It's just a thing to do and a thing to then put down. All the daddish games are really good. They're basically tight Game Boy Advance-inspired platformers. They're all made by a single developer called Thomas K. Young. And if you don't want to grab them on the Switch or Steam, all the Dadish games, including Daily Daddish, are playable in browser for free at a site called Pocky.com, which I found out this morning. That's P-O-K-I.com. So if you wanted to try them, you didn't want to spend the few quid they are, there's no excuse not to give the little hoppy game about a radish who's a dad a try. They're nice. Next up on the quick and easy playlist, a modern homebrew title for the sega master system of all things of course <laughs> before bed one night i was watching a video on youtube about modern aftermarket releases for the master system that had had like boutique physical releases and is that the sort of stuff you do need to watch to
0: reach completion <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got tissues at the ready <laughs> now obviously the console that is the master system doesn't have the fan base or the comparative power of the mega drive but with modern tools the little eight bit machine can still push out some pretty decent experiences and i do like checking in on these things because it was the machine that got me started with gaming yeah you know the master system was the first console that we both had and i do have a real soft spot for it even if a lot of the games i wouldn't necessarily say are great to play today There's something about just the whole aesthetic of it and the sound of it that is very warm in my heart so one of the games featured on this list was called heroes against demons it's a match three puzzler that sits somewhere between bejeweled and puzzle quest i'd say right and you fight through a ladder of opponents you match swords or bombs to attack you match shields to defend hearts to heal you collect coins to stuff your coffers and then after each battle you can use your accrued funds to upgrade your character or heal And then it's off on your way to fight the next beastie. And it's really well made. It's really nice to look at. It sounds really good for the limited hardware as well. And in a nice piece of modern synergy, it's also supported by the site RetroAchievements.com that I've mentioned a few times. And that's meant that as I've been chucking the odd run into the game, I can also try and beat some of its little meta challenges like reaching certain stages without buying healing upgrades or reaching certain checkpoints along the ladder of enemies with certain characters without continuing and that sort of thing. It's a nice time that I would happily have spent a few quid on, on a modern storefront if it wasn't freely distributed online, if you just want the ROM. So that's a recommend as well. I enjoyed that. And lastly, another little dip in and out game. You mentioned a couple of weeks back that you'd been playing a little bit of House Flipper on your Steam Deck. Oh day. yeah. Buoyed by your interest in that tidy up M-Up I picked up Power Wash Simulator. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's
0: on my wish list.
1: Uh, yeah. And yesterday, I played it for so long oh, no. that my pointer finger went completely numb. Couldn't feel it. <laughs> because you spend so long gripping the right trigger to yeah. actually just fire water. It just lost all feeling. All the blood went out of my finger. Now, I don't know if you could say it's a great game, but it is definitely an addictive game, <laughs> you know, in the same way that colouring in is addictive. So you just use a variety of tools and nozzles to clean everything. And the rhythm is just, here is a house and it's dirty. Here is a bike. It's dirty. Here's a van. It's dirty. (laughs) Here is Lara Croft's mansion. By the way, it's dirty. (laughs) You just clean stuff. And... It can be frustrating when you can't quite find the last piece of a panel that's got scum on it. Yeah. There are kind of tools to help highlight that, but it still takes a bit of time sometimes. But even then, the satisfying ding and flash when a whole section of something is completely clean yeah. makes your lizard brain forge on. Yeah. <laughs> and I really think this could be the perfect polar opposite to play alongside a thinky-thinky game like Tears of the Kingdom Yeah, because it's so mindless. Yeah. you know Your brain just says, thing not clean, make clean. And that's the entire start to finish thought process of doing it. There's no building. There's no other way to approach it. It's just wash, dirt, more wash. (laughs) But yeah, I like it. (laughs) I like it.
0: It's why I've been enjoying playing Tomb Raider Reloaded alongside Tears of the Kingdom, because it is simply do this to tick this box. Great. Yeah. Tick all the boxes, back to Zelda.
1: Yeah. So simple. Yeah. I mean, the way Power Wash breaks down your progress each stage as well. You we have an overall completion percentage. It's nice to watch that go up. You also have a completion percentage for every item that you can check in your kind of menu sort of system. And it means that if you're washing a shed, it really is as much as like door frame. Ding, 100% door. Ding, 100%. Front panel, ding. Wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's just such a simple thing. Like I said, it really is like, it's accessing that part of your brain that just likes ticking things off but in a very satisfying way.
0: Are you playing it on Steam Deck?
1: Yeah, yeah. It runs very well, either handheld or blown up on the TV at 1080. It's a good time. Should we talk about Zelda? Oh, go
0: on man. I mean, the <laughs> game continues to amaze and astound in every way imaginable. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I'm about 70 hours into it now, which is... <laughs> I can't believe that. I know. I, it's ridiculous. I don't know where I found the time. I don't think I have. I have. <laughs> I just can't believe how much it's still surprising me with new mechanics and new twists on things. It just makes me continually slap my gob, Red raw. Yeah. I'm going to avoid giving spoilers as much as I can because like, that sense of exploration and discovery and surprise is just unbelievable. I really love the fact that you can choose your own way through the game. Yes. You can just follow your nose and do what's interesting and the game just handles everything accordingly so like after I'd done the first temple which is probably the one that the game is pointing you in the direction of doing first and I think most people probably will end up doing that one first I then just wanted to just go and explore even more like just map the world just see what was going on around the place like I love seeing the development that's happening in this world yeah. you get that sense of passage of time and also of like an entire civilization confronting a literal upheaval yeah and it's just it's just a mate I just want to go oh yeah I know I remember that town from Breath of the Wild I wonder how they're doing you know I wonder what's going on down there I wonder what's going on there but then I decided to properly go and explore Zora's domain because I wanted to see if Prince Sidon was still giving all of the girls a wide on <laughs> And I ended up following then that storyline next. And uh, I know people that have done the Temples in just like a very different order. And I've seen a lot of people saying that their least favorite areas from Breath of the Wild are now their most favorite, which is just amazing that Nintendo have developed this game with that degree of versatility that you can get such different experiences playing through. A lot of the areas are massively changed, but even like, or just on paper, playing through the same area twice in such remarkably different ways is extraordinary yeah just when you think you know what you're getting or what you've come to expect from certain zelda elements like what a water temple is you go in and go yeah i'm expecting to get this and that and this and that and this and that and you wouldn't be disappointed if you got this and that and this and that because you know it works and it's great but then it just throws like a million curveballs at you just to think about all you previously did know in an entirely new way and it's not even like they're deliberately subverting things either it's just going Phew, how about this (laughs) and it's amazing like I find myself like disappointing myself a little bit when like with some solutions I choose to use to solve various puzzles if I like use a similar technique to solve two different puzzles I feel like I haven't fully embraced what the game is allowing me to do. yeah, Which speaks volumes as to just how fun this game is to do literally everything. Like any other game, once you find something that works for you, you double down on that to try and blitz your way through the rest of the game. Like when you nail Liu Kang's flying kick in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Uh, Or like, you know, when you find like the right build in Dark Souls, you just put all of your experience into the stats that you need for that. But this game like makes me want to deliberately shelve Those most effective things so i can continue to embrace all the facets of the creative problem solving i can i don't know if you've tried fusing a rocket to a shield not yet (laughs) you do that it's an absolute game changer after a while you're like it doesn't feel fair that i'm doing this now even though it doesn't like make things easier it's just like i've just done this too much now i want to do i want to do something different i want to build something new and also i'd forgotten like how well the game scales up enemies in the world I mean it's like how Breath of the Wild did so like you'll just start finding harder versions of certain enemies like the further through the game you progress I don't really know what the metric is for how far you're progressing through the game if it's like the amount of heart containers you've got how many shrines you've beaten how many temples you've beaten or whatever but it just feels it very organically escalates So like after a bit instead of seeing just like normal bokoblins you'll see blue bokoblins and then black bokoblins and then silver bokoblins and like (laughs) i don't know if (laughs) i don't know if gold enemies are in the game like in breath of the wild they were reserved for the harder master mode difficulty setting but you never know i don't know if there is like a new game plus or a master mode you unlock in this in breath of the wild it came as part of a dlc yeah but you never know what they're gonna throw at you it's terrifying when you come up against a new color of enemy like just when you would sort of found your strategy and you'd sort of got your strength to tackle certain enemies you see a more vicious looking one and it's an absolute game changer including the lionels as well which just are so fear-inducing even if you just spot one like just their silhouette on the horizon it sends shivers up my spine because of how hard (laughs) they are and how terrifying and how aggressive they are but i will say this now i am very pleased because i don't know if it's like muscle memory that i found or i've just i've got the knack for it again but i have got used to how to take on a lionel again now and i've started to find my knack like once i sort of nailed one i was like that was a really good fight i was like right i've marked where i've come up against them on my map and run away i'm going back i'm taking these fuckers on and uh, <laughs> i mean it's still like one wrong move if you miss time a dodge or a parry it will take out half of your hearts like it will yeah. just send them into oblivion uh, they're just incredible fights but my follow your nose exploration did lead me to what i think may well be the final boss of the game which uh, i wasn't <laughs> expecting or anticipating and i'm absolutely not going to give any spoilers but i was exploring a cave i was trying to find the bubble frog in there yeah and i just kept exploring deeper and deeper and deeper and kept finding tougher and tougher enemies and stuff and then before i knew it i was basically being prepped for the final fight so i was like I backed out immediately, but not before I chucked down a travel medallion, which is like your customizable warp point you can put yes, down. Yeah. So it means that when the time is right, I can warp straight back to that point and I don't have to do that incredibly hard <laughs> stuff that i fall through again. Because I was thinking, man, there's going to be something good on the other side of this. Uh, it's going to be a chest with upwards of 10 arrows in it. Oh, if only, if only. I would have felt fine with that as well, yeah, to be honest, yeah. you know. I've had my first couple of days not playing Zelda because I've been traveling across the country to see family. And obviously I really missed playing Zelda, but also like I found like my brain trying to work in Zelda things in the real world.
1: <laughs> you know, like the Tetris effect style. The witness effect as well. We had
0: that a lot. Yeah, we did. And I saw stuff just like lying around being like, I want to glue that to something. <laughs> you know, yeah, Or like being in a service station and just being like, wonder what would happen if I fused that donut to a weapon even just like looking (laughs) on the satnav as I was driving and I'd spot like interesting looking bits of topography on like the periphery of my map and just being like right guys taking a detour
1: we're going off road. we're going off road (laughs) let's find a great fairy
0: there was a bit there was like a royal horticultural society garden that has the same icon on my map as the great fairy fountains and I was like (laughs) I
1: didn't
0: know there was one there there was not uh, that was Croydon.
1: So. <laughs> there are no fairy fountains in Croydon. No, no, there are not. How are you getting on with Zelda, Chris? It's really, really good. I haven't had the time you have. Like, I think my in-game clock on my Switch says 20-odd hours, which for me, in a week and a bit, that's pretty good. That's amazing. But, yeah. you know, you've hit 65, 70. Kids at school, one of them is doing his GCSEs currently. <laughs> and obviously in theory, should be at home revising in between exams. And when he came in for one of those exam days, I was like, oh, how are you getting on with Tears of the Kingdom? And he was like, I've played it for 150 hours. And I was like, have there been that many days since it came out? (laughs) But, you know, it's a big game and it can just go on and on and on. Hmm. One of the best things about this game, and you touched upon it this way that you want to kind of always subvert your own... Answers (laughs) answers <laughs> to things to make it more yeah. really interesting but every single puzzle can be approached a hundred different ways yeah and i said that on our initial impressions episode where i told the little story about getting up to a ledge all the ways i managed to do that mm. but it was really exemplified this week when i had spent upwards of 45 minutes solving a puzzle in the most lateral galaxy brain way possible i gave you the coordinates to the island that it was on so you could have a go and you messaged moments later (laughs) to say you'd solved it in maybe 45 seconds with a much more literal and probably intended solution maybe but the tools in the game are so varied and the engine is so considered that every task can be approached from 360 degrees literally yeah and it only takes you to kind of just think about things in a certain way to be your little starter Mm. and then you're like well i've got to go from there that's that's what track i'm on so surely the answer is going to be at the end of this track. Whereas if I just stepped back, went and played something else, do my daily daddish level and come back, I might have picked it up in a totally different way. Yeah. And the combination of Recall, Ascend and the Ultra Hand are so powerful that something as simple as just climbing up a really high wall suddenly becomes an exercise in really exciting outside the box thinking. Yeah. Because you could build a little structure and clamber up it. You could build supports along a wall to ascend up and through. You could knock something from the summit with like an arrow fuse to a boulder or something, then hop aboard and recall yourself back up to its starting position. Or you can kind of Heath Robinson all of the above together yeah. to make some horrendous hybrid, but that still does the job and gets you to where you're intending to get someone online made a mock-up of the box art with the subtitle Tears of the Kingdom replaced with, wow, can't believe that worked. <laughs> and that level yeah. of consistent surprise hasn't waned in the 20 or so hours I've now played. So whether it's been building a boat, climbing a rock, solving a shrine, navigating between islands, or just having an off piece wander, all these tools just make it so much more than a walk-around open-world game because there's always things to just experiment with at every turn. In a way, that's made me appreciate Breath of the Wild even more as well. So it's having the double effect that I love this game and it's made me love that game more because that was such a successfully pure walk-around game. Yeah. But for me, I'm pretty convinced that Tears of the Kingdom is a better game for me personally and more crucially for us that like ranking things. It's in my top 10. I don't know where yet. I don't know where it's going to fall at the end of it, but it has to be in there somewhere. It's going to displace something quite high up the game asks you to do a lot of things and it asks you to keep track of a lot of things as well, but I'm absolutely here for it. It's the stuff I really enjoy, like photograph all the things in the world, log all of the wells, discover all of the caves, prop up all of the signs, clear all of the gloom, beat all of the shrines, upgrade all of your meters. And in essence, every single one of those things is completely extraneous to actually finishing the game. But it's honestly going to be months until I'm bored of this sort of busy work for me to actually make any progress in the game. <laughs> because every task, no matter how granularly it may affect my hypothetical completion percentage, it's fun in and of itself just to tick off and do. So I haven't done any of the big temple, dungeon type things that you've mentioned. I certainly haven't found where the end of the game is as you have in some cavern yeah. cave depth. But it's one of the greatest games of all time it has to be it has to be yeah it is 100 percent.
0: i mean it's in a league of its own it really is like you you put any game next to it the only things you can say that other games do better is resolution and frame rate yeah yeah and that's nothing to do with the game
1: (laughs) no (laughs) you know it's like we said when we first were talking about it and we were particularly awed by the whole experience Mm. it's like could it be sharper yeah Could it be a little bit smoother? Yeah. Yeah. Could it be more fun? No. Yeah. Yeah. This is
0: it, isn't it? That's it. This is it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Gonna go and play it now. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's what we've been playing uh, in this last week. What have you been playing? Tell us uh, at O3C Games on everything. Reach out to us individually. I'm on Twitter at Jonathan Dunn.
1: I am at Chaz underscore
0: hodges And next week we will be finishing this season off with our whopping playdate ranking spectacular episode. Can't wait. We're gonna rank all of the playdate games. That exist pretty much, uh, certainly all the ones we've played, <laughs> and it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be big. If you want to get more involved with what we're doing, go to o3c.game/support. don't you, toy with the idea of pledging a subscription on Patreon, just four pound a month, like it's a pound an episode, a pound a week to to get into our Discord and have a great time chatting with us. We'd love that, or just a one-off donation via PayPal, even if it's just a fiver. To go, here you go it's five pound off power washer simulated for you jonathan enjoy i'll it's go thanks game. thanks very much i'll spend that on that i mean i'll put it towards something else because i've already bought it just now <laughs> i haven't Well, <laughs> i could have have a great week